Welcome back. No means nerds. No means nothniks. Whatever the fuck you are. You know what? We we missed the fuck out of you. No it's means been, no nicks. No means no nicks. It's been a really, really long time, it seems like. I mean, it's not our longest no break, notice. I guess. No means no yes. noticed. I like that. Nudists. But you know what? We're uh, we're back in the saddle. I, I'm not going to say we're back in the saddle for good, because as you can tell, it's fucking life, man. What the fuck's going to happen? But we're going to, you know, right. we're back for this episode and hopefully for another and then another and then another. Uh, we are on our own this week, but we'll remind you of who we are. Uh, uh, well, actually, before I do that, we have had a lot of new listeners. So for those that are new, this is a song where three absolute fucking idiots. That's us do our very, very best to try to determine the very best No Means No song of all time. And of course, spoilers, there isn't one. Right. And I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. I'm Michelle. And they they save the best for less. That's why uh, I, I always. went last. So always. I guess you're right. I mean, it's been a long time. We, we have had a hiatus, which we will explain in a moment, but maybe because we are having people join us who uh, might not, this might be the first new episode that they've heard. So we should maybe kind of briefly run down how it works. So um, our first round, we, we have a little randomizer script, which we have named the uh, terrible machine and it uh, selects uh, songs from no means no's entire body of work uh randomly pairs them so they could be adjacent on the same album they could be um 30 years apart uh and then so we've gone through our first round and um turfed out uh half in theory and then um we uh reintroduced a, f a few that uh uh, went out to the listeners and we sort of selected a few that uh, we put back in the pile back in the mix back in the uh goulash and uh we <laughs> had some of our own that uh, the people's choice back in there the people's choice, people's choice so now we're in the second round uh, i think it's our maybe third or fourth i can't remember um uh, episode of the of the second round in which we instead of uh, evaluating the songs kind of individually we uh are attempting to more sort of compare and contrast each pair, uh, comparing their relative right. merits rather than their individual ones. That's right. And it's the fifth. This is our fifth actual wow. episode of talking about songs. It oh, feels man. like maybe You're so fewer. fast. Look at you. I've got my dumb yeah. spreadsheet up. Um, I know. And some people, some people have asked it. if you're new, if you're new, you might not know this. Most of you who aren't already know this, but we're not doing this true bracket style, right? So I think maybe Matthew already said this, but once round one was up, we took all those winning songs, threw them back in the mix, and are now randomly selecting new pairings. So it wasn't like the yeah. two winners of round one went up against each other. We, we weren't going to do that. That'd be dumb. Well, maybe not dumb, but we just chose not so to go that route. And a, a re-randomizing. A re-randomizing. Yeah, it's like playing and, bingo without some of the balls. That's right. And if you're, mm -hmm. if, <laughs> and if you're following any of our socials, uh, this week, that's not a promise because I don't make fucking promises because I never keep them. But I'm going to try this week. I'm going to try to go back in and edit our official Google Doc that we've given all of you the link to. And I'll repost it so that you can see the bracket up to this point oh, right? nice. for round okay. one and round two. Because yep. uh, I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't, it's hard to keep track. And it's nice to just see them all. Mostly so that you can just get mad at us all over again. For yeah. The songs that we've kept yeah. Out. Because we'll talk the about oh some no, more Bruno later, but we, we, I really need more anger coming from you guys about songs we kicked out. That's kind of one of the things we want to hear about <laughs> from you guys in emails. It's our oh one of the little hooks I was hoping for in this round. Got got shit. 
And I know we've gotten little comments here and there, but no big screeds yet. So anyway, we'll talk about that more. You're uh, asking for break. more anger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, we're all friends. So it's, it's anger, anger. Anger, betrayal and hatred. That's right. See, I mean, what fucking band are we talking about here? We're all a little exactly. bit too saccharine well, here. You know, so actually, no, some, we have uh, fear as to which song goes forward, anger, or which one doesn't go forward. Betrayal, when uh, we. People when feel one like of you punks gotta... votes against me. That's right. Exactly <laughs> and, right. Uh, hatred, the ones who are hate us, but they're still listening. Anyway. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, if you're hate listening, we love you, just so you know. Um, <laughs> So that's enough Might reintroduction. Even your leg. <laughs> oh, oh, my leg. So we are now going to move into uh, one of our favorite segments, which is called What Are You Drinking? Now, myself, I've got some good straight up old whiskey here. My ice cube is already melted because it's hot as fucking shit. Oh. So it's a little watered down now, but mm, smells like paint varnish, just like it should. Looks so, like it, too. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of this because I'm, I've, well, I guess it's no surprise, but I am absolutely now a brown liquor drinker. Used to never be, but fuck, fuck me if this isn't my shit now. So that's what I've got, uh, Michelle. All right, what's going on? What's going on in your cup? Michelle is toning down on the beer consumption, man. Especially if you listen to the last episode. Uh, oh, I gotta tone down. I got actually, it will tone me down if I cut the crap. I drink a lot of Guinness, and I'm gonna stop drinking Guinness at home unless I go to a restaurant. I'll have a beer, maybe two, but I gotta cut the shit. So yeah, I got like eating a lot of cake. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I true. really like it though, and I get all funky, and I'm like, I had a shitty day. I'm gonna enjoy myself a beer, and then I have yeah. two, and then I have three, and then I have four. I can't, I can't stop if I if I start having one, and that's concerning to me. So there's this great company called Athletic Brewing, and they make really tasty non-alcoholic beers. So I'm nice. having the upside down golden non-alcoholic. Uh, you know, golden ale. And there's going to be no fun, fizzy widgets. Oh, but it's still, still a cold, nice. Yep, it's still that a cold still can. Nice. And man, it really does taste good. So if you want a nice uh What's the name of the company type, again? Will you, will you shout them out? Yeah, I'll shout them out. Because they really give a shit. And that's all they do is make really good tasting non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer. It's called Athletic Brewing. And they have a dark version. They have a hazy IPA, and my housemates had the had that. And he said, you know, and he's a hazy IPA snoot, and he said it's really good too. So fuck yeah, yeah, athletic brewing, awesome. Cheers, excellent. Cheers. All right, and Matthew, what about you? Well, uh, you I'm on on the wagon or uh, off the wagon, whichever one is where you're not drinking. I think it's off on the wagon. You're on the wagon. Oh, so neither of us are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been. I, I have reasons for doing it, but, uh, but currently, uh, I have uh, not had a drink since before my surgery, which I will talk about in a little bit. Um, except for last night, I had one glass of wine because uh, we happened to be out for dinner. It is my um, late father's hey. close to his birthday, and there was a wine on the menu. My dad loved the the Italian language, and I think he he liked to say the name of this wine more than actually enjoy <laughs> itself but he just loved to say Montepulciano d'Abruzzo so oh, uh, nice. ra- raised, <laughs> a, raised a glass of that to him uh, but tonight oh, I have um, I have been exploring the uh, non-alcoholic beers um, but I do must say I do prefer uh, the, the mocktails I think because maybe with uh, non-alcoholic beers they take something out whereas with mocktails they just don't put something in so um, right 
How about oh, this hey, thing? that's uh, interesting to me. What the hell is it, this? It, atypic. It is an amaretto sour, and I've had their oh. G&T, and it's actually really fucking good. And actually, I really like amaretto sour, so I'm interested to see what this this one tastes like. Huh. Yeah. Okay, we'll and crack it open. Uh, give, us, give us a review. Holy yeah, yeah. shit. Made by the Canada Dry and Mott, the same people who make Clamato. Uh, <laughs> God. I'm assuming this particular drink has fewer clams. I gotta expand Fewer my clams. palate. Well, that's I, what I, I need. You know, it just says natural flavors, so I'm not. You know, well, not, no guarantees. Yeah, you know, There's no mollusks. That's in there. rat feces. I'm sorry, man. That's rat feces right there. It's the fucking it's the coverall. But it's a uh, yeah. We see what this looks like. What's it? Pleasant oh. light yellow color. Hey, look at your glass. You're not fucking around. Oh, oh. That would be good if it was a urine test. Oh, yes. that's really nice. Yeah, that's hey. nice. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it's like it's like the old uh, vegetarian food used to kind of suck, but now it's really it's fucking really good. good. That's I right. Know. Now all this shit's yeah. getting better, man. You just yeah. don't have to settle for second best. That's fucking exactly. good. Nice. Um, nice. All Very, right, my really boys. Good. Cheers. Cheers to both. Welcome of you. home. It's, it's not only good to be back with all of you listeners uh, as a uh, little parasocial thing. It's good to be back with my friends here. We have also, oh, man, I know. You know, we, you know, this is kind of a reg- usually a regular thing for us. A good touchstone for my week or every other couple of weeks, and all of us talking yep. about it throughout the week. And we've had quite a break on that for a while because all of us have been going through some shit. And we thought yep. we might talk to you a little bit about that. Um, there's some good PSAs here. Some just a little peek behind the curtains. We won't. I won't talk too much about what's going on with me, but I will a little bit. But I, I really want to start with Matthew because I think you've got yours is pro- potentially of great benefit to everybody. I think yeah. you know, to know. I, th- about, I think so. I think so. I'd really like for more people to know about this because what I had was a um, it, it is is not a rare condition. It's uh, it's just one that uh, was only rent- only kind of identified about forty years ago. Um, and most people, I had extremely high blood pressure, and this was uncovered about. Uh, maybe two and a half years ago, I was feeling shitty and my heart was racing and stuff. And my doctor said, you know, you're too young and, yeah. uh, you yeah, know, yeah. too, too healthy and you don't eat garbage. So like you're, that's, there's something wrong here. I'm going to refer you to um, an endocrinologist. So that's, that's what he did. I mean, it was kind of a long process because, um, you know, scheduling tests and stuff when your life isn't in immediate peril is a little slow in Canada. We have a wonderful medical system, but that is a little slow. But once they once they get you know the arrow pointing in the right direction, everything you know, you're in the water slide, and everything happened really really quickly. So what I had it's was uh, the flu. Uh, something called Kahn's disease, uh, and is also known as primary hyperaldosteronism. So uh, basically, one of my adrenal glands, which uh, produce all different kinds of hormones. Uh, you have two of them. They sit on top of your kidneys, and uh, mine had basically grown itself a turbocharger, uh, a benign tumor which produced too much of a hormone. It, the uh, adrenal glands produce several hormones, but the one uh, mine was producing too much of one called aldosterone, which uh, controls the relative levels of sodium and potassium uh, in in your system, and that is what is, uh, if you remember your. Uh, High school biology uh, is nervous transmission. Uh, so my body was excreting too much potassium, uh, and as a result, it was increasing my blood volume. So I had too much blood in my body, giving me high blood pressure. Um, basically, kind of in a low level of fight or flight all the time. So I got exhausted really easily. Um, lower extremity weakness. I couldn't feel my big toes. Um, but yeah, high blood, high blood volume like leads to um, this. This shit takes uh, five to ten years off your life. Apparently, um, it is mm. 
much more common in women, but when men get it, it tends to be worse. Um, so when your blood pressure, your high blood pressure is not responding to um, the regular suite of med medications that they'll give you, it's called intractable blood pressure. And that's what I had. It wasn't really, the, the meds really weren't working. Um, right. So when you have this uncorrected, uh, it can cause memory problems, vision problems. It can lead to diabetes, um, obviously stroke and uh, heart disease, kidney disease. Um, oh so very, very dangerous uh, very, uh, if, if left uncorrected. But the thing is, uh, you can have this from a couple different sources where both of your adrenal glands are just producing too much aldosterone, in which case you can have both of them removed and be on a suite of medications. In my case... And this can be, uh, it's usually congenital. So if uh, you have a history of high blood pressure in your family, uh, you might want to get that checked out as well. It then tends to kick in in, uh, in late 30s, early 40s. So I, I, could, I think I was sort of struggling with this for quite some time. Wow. Um, but wow. I was lucky enough to have the kind where only uh, it was unilateral. It was just on my left side. Um, the diagnostic process was much, much more unpleasant than the surgery itself. Uh, oh, fun. Um, it took about a month to, to recover some, you know, changes and not being able to do a lot of bending and twisting. So they go in laparoscopically on one side um, with, you know, little instruments and just uh, take that sucker out of there. And uh, yeah, uh, my blood pressure was at uh, kind of around 155 over uh, 100 or 90 to 100. Which is very the dangerous. Uh -oh zone. That's yeah, the uh -oh it's, zone. it's a type type <laughs> okay. two hypertension. Um, I was like uh, edging into uh, a couple times. I edged into uh, the the numbers where you should really just go to emergency right away. Fuck. Um, God and damn, man. Now wow. after five five weeks post uh, post surgery, um, I'm cured. My blood pressure. Yeah. Is oh, that's great. And so amazing. I'm feeling a fuck of a lot better. Um, and you know, the hormones will probably take some time to iron out, but mostly really positive effects. Um, my appetite is more moderate. Um, uh, I, this is related to the podcast. Uh, one of the symptoms of having this is, uh, you have to pee all the time. So, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no more pee breaks. Oh, well, so, we'll well, I'm not sure. I haven't really noticed that much. Of it. That might take we'll a little time. We'll to settle out. I'm still, I'm, I'm still drinking Adam, amaretto sours here. So, so. <laughs> okay. um, but in any case, I just really, uh, have no problem sharing this with people since I have a little bit of a platform here. If you know anybody right. with these sorts of problems, if you have, uh, these sorts of problems yourself, um, ask for a referral uh, to an endocrinologist and just uh, get to get the tests and see um, where, uh, if this could potentially be something that you can uh, have done and uh, fix your shit. So I yeah. have uh, decided that uh, I am very, very lucky to have had a problem like this dangerous problem, which uh, could be so easily uh, and simply remedied. Yeah. Um, so right. I'm, I'm really not going to take this opportunity for granted. And uh, I really decided that I will, um, reduce, if not to cut out completely alcohol consumption, really watch what I eat and uh, try and get more exercise. So um, anyway, that's my PSA and I hope that it is helpful to somebody. Um, that's fucking yeah. great, man. Matthew, yeah. I'm excited I'm, for you. I think I'm that's very wonderful. excited, very excited. Yep. And, and, and as you talked about, like having a condition that serious and yet having it be one of those conditions where they're like, there's this thing we can fucking do and they do it and it fucking yeah, works. Yep. 
Yep. That's the kind of medical story I want to hear, right? Like that's right. fucking great. And and you can function completely normally without one with just one adrenal gland. Um, that's right. That's right. Without any. And, and well, as, they took the whole gland out. They didn't remove just, just the, the one. They just not the. Ow. Yeah. yeah. They got two. One on top of each kidney. So uh, they took the left yeah. one out, and they um, took the left one out. Not not the growth, but the the whole adrenal gland. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess it's just hard yeah. to separate. And if they only took out the the growth, then it potentially oh, okay. could, could potentially right. grow Will back. you? Will you say the names of the the two names, the common and more scientific name for it again, so, so that anybody who kind of suspects Conn's they might disease, C O N N apostrophe S disease, uh, and uh, primary hyperaldosteronism. Uh, there are other um, you know abnormal uh, conditions associated with uh, abnormalities to the adrenal glands, but uh, that is the one I had. Uh, so you might look into yeah endocrine disorders, adrenal endocrine disorders, something like that. Um, That's great, man. And it's really good to hear about the Canadian medical system taking care of you and not to get cynical for a moment. But if you're in the U.S. and you suspect if you're in the U.S. and you suspect you have this. Sorry, you're probably fucked. But for you Canadians, I'm kidding about that. You should, you know, these are symptoms I think maybe a lot of people. I don't know a lot, but, but, you know, there are some people who may not. Put it, put two and two together, right? right. I mean, their doctors may not if they don't. I mean, yeah. who the fuck knows? But yep. mm-hmm. that's great. And we have that's fucking you know people from all over the world listening to this. So uh, ho- yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you'll have access to, yeah. to good. Yeah, so many people are on like blood pressure medication yes. too. It may be yeah. like com- complete misdiagnosis here. That's the well, thing. They, they used to just yeah. throw the typical drugs at yep. it, but now they uh, they sort of yeah, it's yeah. pretty unpleasant procedure figuring out which adrenal gland was doing it but um whatever oh honey <laughs> yep. yeah well it was worth it though i bet right in the end sure oh hell yeah oh, shit yeah. i'm yeah. feeling so much and, you know feeling good, good for feeling you. fucking sharper clearer don't get yeah. tired so easily jesus christ it's like and good for you for using the opportunity to sort of like hey fuck you know let, let me continue making good changes not just like hey i reset the clock so fuck it right like no <laughs> yeah. lean into it yeah that's great that's great um, awesome sauce. So I, I'll, I'll get a little parasocial. I'll put the para and parasocial here a little bit also. And um, uh, super glad to be back. Fucking, you know, this is part of the reason we've been gone is because Matthew has um, been undergoing this and going through recovery. And now that's gone very fucking well. I'm feeling really good now, but I've, I've been in a, a probably my only real depression in my entire life. Like I was seriously depressed. Like I mm. now know what that's like. It was not pleasant at all. Yeah. And as my own sort of PSA, if there was anything I'd want to communicate to everyone about what I know about why it occurred, not necessarily how I got out of it, but why it occurred uh, that I think might be useful for people to hear. Cause we don't talk about this enough. I don't think in our world today, uh, Many of you have heard me talk about my buddy, Russell, who introduced me to the band. He was in episode one. He's been, yes. I've talked about him many, many times. I had thought back in 2000, he disappeared. I knew that. No one knew what happened to him. I thought he'd taken his own life. I'd said that on the podcast. On the day we went to go see John, the morning mm. when we went to go see John. Breakfast. Uh, up in up in uh, Canada, up in Lund, uh, or Powell River, I guess we were Powell at that River point. Breakfast. I got this message from the DC police saying that they'd finally identified his body, although by then it had been cremated, but they looked back at the records and he had not taken his own life. He'd been horribly murdered in a really horrific way. And it's an awful, awful story. I won't go into that part of it, but it was awful. It really took me side. Actually that weekend I was kind of in shock. Didn't really hit me until later. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just made spiraled. peace with it all. And then just like, I've got fucking the bell. No, I got, got blindsided. And then I was in shock. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. And yeah. it was, 
so I've been, I'm not a stranger to grief. I've been through grief before. I've lost a child, right? Like that was intensely a grief. But what I, what was different about that grief, all the other grief I've had, is that it was socially sanctioned. No one bats an eye when you're losing your shit because you lost a child. Everyone understands. Everyone gives you space. Right, right, right. You can tell anybody and they'll instantly go, of course. Right. And so I was able to publicly, on the way I needed to, loudly grieve when I lost a child. And that process of grieving, I feel, is a natural need of the body to process that experience. That's why mm. so many other cultures... When somebody dies, they follow the fucking casket, rending their garments and covering themselves with dirt. They spend days yelling and screaming and crying or having those right, public right. ceremonies because it actually serves a purpose. That's not a primitive thing. It serves a purpose in our physiology and in our psychology to do that. This was not that kind of grief. Like people couldn't really understand. I talked to them about it and they're like, well, it happened 20 years ago. Surely it's better just oh, to know oh, now. God. And it's like, well, no, it's not. Now it's like that? it just had, well, many people, I don't blame them, right? They well, people don't know what to I, say. I, it's I not their experience. Talk, I don't know. I, I, but in any event, no, for me, it was like it had just happened, but I had no opportunity to grieve really. There was right. no acceptable well, container for it. So I just had to, stick it, I had to stick it inside. Mm, and that you knew led he was to dead, depression. but you know, before you thought it was his choice and then you found out it wasn't. That's a fucked up thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I've long been a proponent, having been through my own experiences, that you need to allow yourself fucking to really choice. fucking face your grief. You need to really face it and let it happen and not sublimate it. I can say for myself, having been on both sides of this now, that when I had to sublimate it, it, it sent me de into a deep depression. And I'd never, I'd never experienced that before. I've experienced grief and anxiety and all sorts of things, but I'd never experienced a depression. Mm, and it was mm. because I was not able to release that. My, yeah. I, I was talking to someone else and I, and I almost wish we could start a movement where when something like that happens to you, you get to wear a black armband so that people just know like, oh, this person's going through some shit and I'm not going to be stupid. Huh. And if they're, if they're in a weird state, I'm not going to take it personally. And I'm going to try to be there for them if they say something or they're just behaving a certain way. Cause it's a very, for me anyway, some people are very private about it. And I get that too, but I also think there's something valuable and okay with being public about it. For me, there's something validating and necessary to share the loss of something that big, which then helps me to process it. I know there are others like that too. So my only mm -hmm. advice for anyone out there, if you can, if you're going through anything like that, if you lose somebody, if you've lost somebody in the past, it doesn't have to be new. Right. Like honor your own grief. It's not a mistake. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to bury. You should really face it and you should really allow yourself to go into it. That's not a weakness. And I think that it actually serves an important place that we in the West have pretty much just given the middle finger to and said, please hide that. Could you not? Right. I really don't want to see it. Right. And I think that's a big mistake. I don't think it serves any of us. Uh, so anyway, that would be my advice. Don't don't hide that shit. Uh, let people know. And or, or at least for yourself, let yourself know. Give yourself permission, uh, you know, because frankly, a lot of the people probably won't, especially considering some people's circumstances. So, and, so anyway, you know, there's that. But. No, go ahead. You, you mentioned, you know, uh, socially sanctioned grief as well. You know, um, my uh, my dad died. My dad was old and my dad was sick. Um, and then I decided that I lost a, 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 a drew a line under a career that it wasn't going well for me. And there was a grief there, too. And then I lost a beloved pet. And, mm -hmm. you know, these these all these are all valid forms of grief. But a lot of people would say, yep. well, it's just a cat, you know. Yes. Or, or whatever. Oh. So if you're mourning, if you're mourning oh, something God. very, very serious, um, there's nobody, nobody gets to tell you, um, right, how to feel, or that you should exactly. just trying to buck up. 
So yeah, fuck all that. Yeah. Right. Yes. Fuck all that, indeed. indeed. Yeah. You put a middle finger on the armband too while you're at it. But uh, I'm happy to say to. I'm happy to say I'm feeling fucking great now. I, I, I've, I've, I've oh my boys come, come through the other side. So I also oh. feel and that I won't go through that process. That was a whole bunch of shit. But it's been great. Super fucking happy to be here. Michelle, yeah. I'm going to have to go into anything you've been going through. I know you've had your own ration of shit. Whatever well, no, you I do just, or don't want to share, but... Well, I'll I'm, share I'm, quick. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I... Let me see. My predecessor passed away, and it really disturbed me. It was like mentor. a mentor, right? Like a mentor, Yes, right? a mentor. Yeah. I've had like three or four different big ones in my career, and I don't... I still don't have the best relationship with my dad, and, and these people... There's few of them, but they mean the world to me, and they believed yeah. in me when I didn't believe in me, when nobody else did, or so it seemed. So when somebody like that passes away, I, I just, you know, we'd get together for coffee, and and I'd tell them my, um, you know, if I if I thought I sucked or something, what do you, what do you call that? Your uh, Yes, you're you're just when you think you suck or I need advice mm. or I don't know what to do. He was just he was one of my one of my piano dads for my, for my career, I, mm. I'm a piano technician and he was uh, just a guy I could go to to talk shop and just talk about life. And one of those people that wouldn't, uh, you know, hide anything or make you feel stupid for feeling what you're feeling. It's very important to me. So this, this time when you guys have been going through your things, I've been cleaning out his shop and his, um, place where he would fix things and all of his supplies and tools are coming to the college. So I'm helping the family, you know, get all that down and get a value on it for the, for the, um, for the, uh, estate. And also in that time, I, I, uh, let, let's share some private stuff. I have like major depression and anxiety. So over that time, I've been trying different kinds of medications. And this time I think I, this is my third one over the course of 20 some years. And in this one, I actually, the other day, I thought I might go for a little jog. <laughs> I know. That I know. says a lot. I Fuck, know. Fucking hell. That's I incredible. know. I, I I mean, I with with the beer drinking I was talking earlier, and that does not yeah. go well with a bunch of pills, but I've gained a bunch of weight. I used to be a little uh, easy on the eyes or so I thought or so I was told, and I'm I'm porked out, so I'm hoping if I cut down on this beer, I've got a medication that's working for me that I'll, uh, you know, there's a lard butt one uh, k race down in Seattle. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm gonna go do that. Do it, fucking do a it. One k. <laughs> you know, I, I just anyway. If... So yeah, those that's a couple of things I've been doing over this yeah, time. It's just yeah. kind of getting it's some so shit iron out again socially sanctioned grief like that's a mentor a huge yeah. influence in your life oh, there's no reason yeah. that you shouldn't be exactly. oh god yeah. Exactly. yeah and and my one of my other teachers died in october so like yeah man. so october was one and january was one and i, I had to decrease my hours at work uh, it was bad i was just like then i was doom scrolling that never helps no no, I didn't know media, what that was called. Social media will never help you. Not, you know. <laughs> I was like reading the news and hearing about no. all these people. No. Oh, God. <laughs> bad, bad scene. Yeah. We, listen, talking to all three of us right now, what, what feels great is it does feel a bit like the weather vane has, has turned, right? Which that's a good yeah. feeling. You can never count on it, but at least for now to sit here and have that weather vane spinning away from the uh, the uh, the tornado season feels a little good. So yeah. let's let's ride that a little bit. 
And uh, if you already, maybe we'll jump in. What are we here for again? (laughs) Yeah, we're here for the podcast. Um, But hey, you know, we've got a lot, made a lot of friends along the way. I thought it was, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. glad to share a little bit with everyone why why we've been gone and uh, where we're at now. And um, so, yeah, thanks for your patience and a few people checked in how I'm doing and stuff. I very much appreciated all of that. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I guess you guys know us. Made well a bunch of cardiac fans, be, apparently. Just, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we would, wouldn't be right. uh, kind of fucking off without a good reason. So um, that's right. Right. And yeah. uh, welcome back. And now for that no means no content you so crave, uh, right. our absolutely useless opinions on songs which we have no business in uh, trying to analyze. So fuck, I love these pairings this week, guys. I have to say, and while I'm not going, you know how we don't reveal both at once. I, I could again this machine giving us like. Two parallel pairings in so many ways. I cannot fucking believe this. I love it. And we'll talk mm. about that as we go through. But this first pairing, which Matthew will talk to us about first, is I Need You off of Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy, 1993, and also Zero Plus Two Equals One and a Half, a version with Andy on guitar from 2010. And I Need You actually won out against I See a Mansion in the Sky in episode 10 which I still think great choice as much as I like that song. I think great choice. Uh, So I need you goes up against manic depression off of you kill me 1985 and you kill me. Mm, 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 What? mm. Oh, sex mad. Sorry. Nope. It was off the power of positive Uh thinking. Oh, well that's true. But then everybody, you're right. Thank you. It's off the power of positive thinking. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Well, actually. And it's uh, it's uh, then it was on, then it was on sex mad. You kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you're right. Thank you. And that one against Wake Up in episode 31. That's an easy pull. Um, I think for all of us, that was an easy pull, not only because it's a great song, but I don't know. Anyway, we don't have to revisit we'll that. We'll talk about it now. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. So we got I Need You versus Manic Depression. So let's hear a couple clips from both of those mashed together in the future. Uh, and then we'll come back and talk about it. All those I pushed away. They walk with me, live in me now And the silence of what I never said I need you 
All right, Matthew, lead us off. Um, so we have uh, kind of categories and ways, uh, a rubric for comparison, and it's difficult to compare um, the, the songwriting uh, because uh, Manic Depression is, of course, a, a cover. Um, so I guess I can talk about kind of the arrangement that No Means No decided to do versus, well, not versus, the, I'm not nearly as familiar with Jimi Hendrix's version. Um, but yeah, to compare an original song to a cover is uh, it's, it's difficult kind of exercise in some ways. Um, but um, in terms of the architecture, um, Manic Depression is um, ultimately, it's a simpler song. I Need You is very, very complex, um, I think. I, I consider it a really, really beautiful song. And it's one that's become more dear to me um, during this, uh, doing this podcast. It's not one that I really noticed all that much before, but uh, hmm. wow. I mean, one of our listeners actually had that part as lyrics from i need you i believe it's part of his wedding vows it was yeah (laughs) that was awesome yeah that was awesome that's right yeah he showed us the paper didn't he yep yep yeah yeah so some really fantastic um lyrics really really evocative um in terms of the songwriting and arrangement, um, I really love how the, the the vocal lines alternate with, well, so you got two bars of the bass um, and drum repetitive thing that goes through almost the entire song un, uninterrupted. Um, but the, the vocals go for four, um, four beats and then uh, so four and eight. Um, and I don't know how to talk about it because I don't know <laughs> my musical, uh, <laughs> but um, the vocals are, uh, alternating with no vocals while the um the baseline just goes all the way through and i think that's mm-hmm, really elegant mm-hmm. um especially considering that the um the vocals aren't sometimes they're sung and sometimes they're spoken um i, I like that aspect of two of this uh, mm-hmm. of this song the lyrics really paints a picture of um obsessiveness and it's not necessarily i mean it's kind of suggestive that it's about a man and a woman or you know two two sexual romantic love partners but it isn't necessarily i I think there's quite easy to inject a different kind of meaning into it and it's um the 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 whole distancing of self from the actual relationship um is is really really interesting to me um some of my favorite um no means no lyrics i'd say in this um Mm. In uh, manic depression, I mean, it is uh, really just, I, I mean, interesting self-analysis from the lyrics written in the 60s um, by a, a young black man. I think that it's uh, kind of maybe the awakening of psychological awareness, individual psychological awareness, which is uh, that's pretty cool. Um, that it's difficult and that uh, music is a release from it. Um, so, you know, they do have that in common in some ways that, uh, you know, manic depression, uh, is maybe music is his only release. So maybe he needs music. So maybe that's the obsession that, uh, can be related there. Um, the Mm -hmm. musical performance in I need you, I I, I just absolutely love how the the baseline is really lilting and forward moving. There's a a lot of energy to it, but it's also completely unchanging except in, um, I guess the bridge where it, it, right. it's a, you know, uh, a bit more chaotic and everything like that. Um, in the zero plus two equals one and a half version, uh, the playing is more 
fluid, a little less uh, sharp or staccato. Uh, I think I like the more precise one uh, from the album mm. a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics and music match. It is for me really, really just incredible. Like the uh, repetitive, just the constant bass drum and the constant bass line. It's just like a, a heartbeat. It's just sort of so steady. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have that in my and notes. It, it doesn't really go up and down. Like everything around it goes up and down, but that core is there through the entire song. Um, I, I love how the. Uh, yeah, it's just the relentlessness of an, of an obsession. It's like this core, you know, other stuff happens around around you. Some of the the, the, um, the guitar playing and the the drums, like he's playing on parts of the kit, which uh, he doesn't tend to play on all that much, mm. like uh, more cymbal work, like kind of delicate mm-hmm. cymbal work. And it's really just yes, te- textural so. stuff, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy. Um, it's, it's more kind of atmospheric and with that just sort of like driving core, which is almost like dancey, but almost like a trance like, uh, which Ooh. is kind of unusual for no means no. Um, and, you know, there are really intense crescendos and decrescendos um, in the the rest of the song. But again, the bass and the, the bass and the, the kick just keep on going. Um, so there's a lot that I really, really like about this song. Um, right here oh when he just really uh when rob is rob singing um really just sort of takes off and screams in my ears and pounds in my head Um, beautiful when he just like rips it out is just uh incredible um if there's good too if there's anything i don't like about this song it's still uh i don't like the forced vibrato oh (laughs) Window I pass, any pane of glass. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been done a little more artfully, and he has, doesn't do it in the um, zero plus two equals one and a half version. So maybe you could have left that out. That's my own little sort of uh, flaw in the tapestry, um, let's say. Um, for manic depression, uh, some of my favorite stuff is how messy it is in bits. Like it's still just incredibly, um, like it muscular arrangement um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are parts where the the vocals uh when they're all the same the the yeah. delivery of those it's just like one two three four yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um the um uh, it's really john at his it's john singing is we, yeah. we got the story from andy that they just said well, we're not gonna who we don't know who's gonna do this so just let, let john do it just go and he said john, <laughs> well john and, but not only that but they had tried a bunch of times a bunch of different yeah. ways and couldn't fucking get it and finally john would in that one time and just mm-hmm. nailed the fuck out of it but they're almost ready yes. to give up like i don't know that we're gonna get this because he, he fucking, fucking l- loses his shit and it's uh, oh, yeah. like damaging his his, his vocal yeah. cords. <laughs> um, Talk about some of my favorite Jesus. things. I, I love the guitar <laughs> fills. I love the um, kind of probably artful, but to, to somebody who's not really listening very carefully, it could sound careless. But there's, there's feedback just straight up in the song, and I totally love that. Um, I love the guitar twang at the start. The twang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's anything I, I don't like, I just miss Paradise at the end. <laughs> so like, um, I, I sort <laughs> oh, of yeah. listening to the yeah. album. Um, I think it's the end of Manic Depression really anticipates Paradise for me, and uh, I, I miss it right. when it stops. Um, I, I was wondering actually when I remembered that this was on uh, the Power to Positive Thinking. I thought about what the other songs on there were. 
are. Um, so, and why it was split up that way. Cause um, the other songs on it were um, uh, I am wrong and life in hell, which got oh, tacked on to wrong. Wait, while... wait a question about that real quick. Wait, put a pause. Yeah. Yeah. AT just did a reissue, right? Of the first no means no thing. And it was dad. And on the other side, dad it was manic revenge. It was revenge. Oh, it was revenge. revenge okay. yeah. Never mind. Never mind. It's being a fucking. Revenge so I, I look nerds. up why that might have been. And um, Manic Depression was recorded in 1985. So probably mm. around the same time or before Sex Mad. So they included it on Sex Mad CD uh, and tape, I guess, uh, because it was recorded all that. Whereas um, I'm Wrong and Life in Hell were new songs. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, that's really interesting. Huh. It's interesting. They got tacked onto albums with an album in between. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah, really weird. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Cuz it doesn't really it fits way better on Sex Mad and that whole mm-hmm. thing than I think it would with those other songs in my For sure. opinion, right? Like it's just of a piece. But also yeah, that's just cuz that's how who, I've always uh, heard it. So that's just, just Yeah, there's there's you know, that too. So yep. I I don't know, it's hard to say. Huh. All right. right. Well, that's uh, I'm done. I just like I I need you is absolutely haunting. Um, it sort of evokes ghosts for me, which is another of my favorite No Means No songs. Manic Depression is just so raw and awesome, and um, it's just three dudes doing what they do best. Yeah, it's fucking great. All right, yeah. Michelle, you're up. What do you got for All us? All right, this is a uh, short, shorter version of things, as always, as it usually is. Um, I need you. My favorite parts are the the riff. Remember, we were talking to Rob, and he was talking about just having a really good riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 riff of the song that gets played constantly with with along with John's eloquent work. It's just a a great, simple, constant, heartfelt frame to speak from the heart, which he does very much in the song. Um, the one part that I can't, and I mentioned this last time, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like the, uh, ow, 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 ow. I, I do really I, say that. Yeah. I remember I, that. Yeah. I, I, but I, but I do see how people would like it. I mean, I, I can see how it would be uh, pleasing to your ear, but I, mm. I just, uh, it's ow, ow, ow to me. Um, John, John's, uh, symbol work like you mentioned matthew uh really really a treat to listen oh, to delicate, you could tell he's yeah. exploring like different parts of the bell on the symbol yeah. and gosh doesn't even do some like uh well maybe he doesn't I, I can't remember if that's the song where i heard him do like a, a scrape on the symbol with a stick yep yep so yep. I, I don't oh yeah, yeah he well, does him, for him, sure yeah i mean he's really just uh exploring a lot different parts of the symbol because it's a slower song and it's mm-hmm. it's got uh you know, room for him to do that kind of stuff. So he does it great. And like you both mentioned, uh, the Andy's correction corner with the manic depression and how (laughs) John got sent in the vocal booth and maybe they all left. I don't know. Maybe he, I I don't know. I wish I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when he (laughs) went in there and did that. And he, I'd I'd like to think of him looking at his nerdiest, like wearing a collared shirt and shit. Yeah. right. (laughs) (laughs) This was fanny pack. I don't know. Oh God. But, uh, you know, the original Manic Depression by Jimi Hendrix had a lot of swing to it. Yes. And it, it was just kind of lofty and lilty, and it was really, it was. I mean, it was talking about something serious, but it was kind of a, 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 a really good groove, mm-hmm. kind of good, funnish kind of song. And this yeah. <laughs> version is stripped down to, like, 
horrible shit. I didn't I go back before, and look, but I seem right? to remember last time we looked at this song that um, the the lyrics are different. Like they changed some. They're of them, they're, right? they're, oh. they're not so much different. It's just truncated. Like they take right. a bunch out. They didn't change oh. as much, but they truncated them. That's what yeah. Okay. See, and, I, and everything's I on, everything's on the four, right, Michelle? That's what to me it gives it like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that. That's three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, it's a waltz. Three, three. Of course. Yeah, three, three, three. Sorry, yeah. Everything's on the three, but it is a waltz. Yeah. Or the one wherever you start your beat, but yeah, it's 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 uh, but but John John singing or his his I what I I must have written down what the hell. He sounded like for me. I don't know. He's just exploding. It's just chaotic. It's insane. And I'm all in for it. Nice. There. I'm I've spoken. Well, I mean, I'm echo a lot of what you guys said. I, 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 I've, these are, I mean, we're going to see this in the second. This is a good drink. Um, I'm sorry. I got to say again. That's fucking great. No, I'm going to get, I'm going to open yeah, my man. palette I, tomorrow. We got to have like a, I got to keep actually a, a separate tab on my spreadsheet where I list everyone's drinks so that we yeah, don't we should, we should list what the hell we were drinking in the that'd episodes be, that'd be a good service yeah 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 i make yeah. a separate tab on the spreadsheet for people to look at yeah um so <laughs> yeah, these drink are, this while you listen <laughs> these are hard songs to compare but it's going to be interesting yeah. when we get to the second round how i think there's a very similar pairing of, of songs here in a way so that's very fascinating to me and it shows definitely two sides of of no means no and i think People probably may or may not remember. I, I for for years had not given manic depression the due it was owed. Like I, I actually like this song f- fucking a fuck ton now, and I always used to dismiss it. I was never. I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, man. Pass it. Oh on. It wow. Just wasn't, wasn't the side of no means no I cared about at all. Whereas I need you from the very first note ever I heard it was like, oh, this is it. This is fucking it. Yep. Yep. Um, but I appreciate manic depression way fucking more now. Um. So to start with, I need you a little bit. Uh, I I had looked at this song from a more personal lens when I first talked about it, and and what I mean by that is it was very important to me personally. I think this song came out, and then after I'd listened to it for a while, I had like the first really bad breakup in my life, and this was a song yeah. I listened to like a bazillion times, right? So it kind of <laughs> developed yeah. that personal touch feeling. Um, and it it is a song about relationship, but as Andy sort of pointed out, and I, I've always felt this about the song, but now I really feel locked into this, that this is less about, like, I think one of the things I know I mentioned in the first one was that real love was about something kind of the universal nature of love and that this was more of a personal thing. I actually now think this is as oriented toward the universal and not just love, but it's really about the I that needs the you. That we, well, not, I don't say it's really about, this is what I feel that the song's about now, just to qualify, that it's impossible to be a being in the world, a monad, a, a solitary being. That's impossible. We are always in relation to a you. The I always needs a you. And I realized listening to the song again, except for a very few exceptions, they're never talking about the other person. It's always mm-hmm. about themselves and about what their relationship to the other is. It's either oh, wow. like, fuck, I realize that everyone I've pushed away, they still live in me. I, I tried to be isolated and I couldn't. Even in my isolation, I was still in relation to everyone else. It's just that that relation was poisoned because I was pushing them away. But you can't ever not be related. You're either related directly because you're trying to be in a relationship with someone or you're pushing them away and you're in a relationship with them by the fact that you're pushing them away. You're still defined by your relationship with the other. There is no I without the you. It doesn't exist. 
It doesn't exist on its own. And this song is a description in a very deep way about what it can be like when one hasn't realized that and has tried to push away the other and then comes home in oneself and realizes, no, I fucking need you. I, as a I, need a you. Be that mm. romantic, be that friendship, but right, there is right. no way to define oneself without some definition of one's relationship to others. And it's the most mm. poignant, beautiful description of that, both from the positive sense. There's that, there's that, the bridge, which is that beautiful explosion, right? Into, yeah, that, yeah, into, yeah. into just something much more sort of anthemic, right? It's this anthemic moment where mm -hmm. it really is that sense of that, that verse is so beautiful, but it's also a moment when someone realizes how important someone else is, how much they love or need that person, but that person's unconscious. And so their expression of that to that person is completely absent any agenda. When I'm when someone's awake and you tell them something, even if you don't mean it or even if you don't want it to, somehow there's going to be something transactional there. Some, somehow you're going to want something back from your expression of it. But to be to, to express or have that feeling when someone's unconscious, they're asleep and you have this overwhelming feeling of how important that being is to you. That's kind of the most pure inner connection or expression you can have of the importance of the human connection. And that he's the way he sings it is so impassioned mm -hmm. and, you know, from beyond, from far away, blessing where the shadows lay. I whispered what I could not say when you're awake, how you took my breath away. Right. Just that Rab. feeling of experience from beyond. And don't fucking get me started on that last set of verses. Some of the most beautiful stuff the, Rob's the ever said. Ones, the, yeah. The spoken yeah. ones, there is no world and I am a shadow. You are, and the, the still, the way he says this is so intentional, so beautiful. You are no woman and I am no man. He doesn't say you are no woman and I am no man, which is how most people would read it off the page. Right, right, you are right. no woman and I am no man. I mean, it's this like is a concept like, rather than, yeah. It's a concept. He's Jesus. cutting out, he's cutting right to the heart of what it means to be a being in front of another being absent everything else. Rob has a way to get to something that seems so fucking obvious, but he goes deeper so that it becomes the most profound exploration of what it means to be a fucking being. This is Sartre by way of Rilke, this fucking poet <laughs> of just taking like deep existential truth, but saying it with this poetry that's just, it cuts right to the fucking core for me. It goes past everything and just, it hits so true. This is one of those songs that just feels so authentic and so fucking Man, true look and at the you. way and the way he delivers it you talk about this matthew the, the, and this is one of the reasons i love the recorded version better than the zero plus two equals one and a half because rob doesn't ever go into that register where he lets himself loose loose into this into the mm -hmm. the the no, not, not to the screaming, same degree rob. for sure not to the same yeah. degree and the way he does that is like god it's so real it's it's there's no affect right there is affect in the in the little bit of force vibrato i'm going to give you that one <laughs> but there's no affect when he goes up there and that's just like so few singers to me can take something that he's saying something that means so much to him and he can express it so fucking well this is just this song man this is one of rob's just absolute fucking anthemic masterpieces and musically you, you both nailed it you've got that bass riff that's just this yeah. heartbeat this heartbeat. and it's a, it's a it's mm -hmm. it's a beautiful riff and it's very melancholy to me 
not sad, just melancholy and, and yeah. just the repetition of it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Then you have the guitar, which sometimes yeah. follows and that and sometimes is just this wonderful texture and it mm-hmm. will go into the the harder, like the darker textures and, and, and changes the way I hear that bass riff sometimes. But then you have John in the middle doing the tom and the floor and the floor uh the kick which is always like the bass in the sense that it's always giving the heartbeat but then he's at the mm-hmm. same time able to go the, go and do those textures with the fucking symbols and everything oh, else he's fucking hermes he's like yeah he's like he's between two worlds here <laughs> bringing them both in at the same time it's just this is you know this to me is what no means no does so well every fucking element of the song is just right where it needs to be it's right. And even to me, like, I'm going to oversay this, like, this isn't 100% not the intention of this. But even when Rob goes now, ow, 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 it's like, that's how I experience the now. The now is not continuous. It's a that set of discrete moments. I can only ever catch it one bit at a time. And so he's ah. screaming out this word now, but now is not a thing you ever experience. You only ah, 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 get See, it in the fucking That accounts. I don't mind. That's not the same yeah. as the Force Vibrato. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. I don't mind the way he's saying it, and to me, it feels See, that intentional. That to me is there's very a, much force. No, it is force, but it, it's no, a I, purpose I know. for me, right? Both of you, I know what you're saying. But I, this <laughs> song, front to back, is just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. You can't say this. And, you can't describe every No Means No song as beautiful, but this is a beautiful song. No, this one right, is 100%. And Manic Depression is fucking great. This is it's the other too. side of No Means No. It is... <laughs> And to me, this song is lurching. And you're right; it's on the one. It's not. I would be on the four if it were four four, but it's not. It's on the one. But it's it's lurching, and it's more complex than you might think if you listen to it. It's not. It's like there's there's like four notes on that descent. There's four notes on the descent that you don't hear if you're not listening carefully. Like it's it's fucking complex, and the guitar and the bass are going together. The drums, of course, are just fucking out of control. And I mean, the, really, the highlight of this is John's performance. It is incredible. <laughs> it never gets old. It's so fucking good. Posest. It's so good. Um, and I think a great cover because it doesn't, it's not religious totally. to the original. It keeps the spirit in a way of the original. I think of the original lyrics, especially like they just lean really into that. Um, but it's, it's just, it's a fucking no means no song. If you didn't know that this was a Jimi Hendrix song. No. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's fucking no means no. They have a hundred percent. Like that's, they, they made that. But no, to, for that to be a cover is speaks so fucking highly. And mm. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's silly in the way that no means no does. That's still serious, right? Like it still takes it. It, it, it doesn't. They're not mocking it. Fucks it. Around, they're not mocking it, but it's still fun Ooh. as fuck. It's still yeah. fun yeah. as fuck. Totes. And there is so much spontaneous apparently nuance in the way john fucking delivers that shit <laughs> that that just makes me even happier to know that that was just like Jesus a one Christ. take like well let's let's let john try let's see what he can do and fuck there it is that's what he came out with are you f- kidding me more oh talent in these assholes than fucking in almost every <laughs> other band on the planet and it could just pop off out of nowhere but yeah it's really hard to compare these songs i mean mm-hmm. i mean what the fuck they're so different they've landed in me so differently but uh, uh, Manic Depression has definitely God, come this up. This fun to watch, listen to. I know. To. This Manic song is so fun to listen to. Manic Depression's come up in my esteem 
far greater. That said, it started much, much lower than many songs. So it had a long mm. way to climb. But I, this doing this podcast and listening to this song a lot has really made me appreciate the song a fuck oh, ton cool. more. I actually can't imagine it on Power of Positive Thinking. I've never heard it in that context. I can't imagine it with those songs, frankly. I can only imagine it in Sex Mad. It, it feels like it maybe wouldn't even work as well. As you said, I always want it to go into paradise. That's like those mm -hmm. two go together for me and right, individually, right. like some other pairings, they don't work so well as much on their own. But I can't imagine it as the it was the closer. On, was it the yep. closer? Paradise is yeah, closer. And then, yeah. No, 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 no. I meant on Power of Positive Thinking. Where did oh, I don't know. Oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't look it up. Cause I Man, mean, that's an album I want. I would love oh, to hang too. that up. I, I, I remember shit. when I was really into No Means No, but never had a record player at that point. I remember seeing it in a record store back in the 90s. Ah. I'm like, oh, I'd love to buy that, but I don't have any money. I don't have a record player. But fuck, I wish I would have done it oh, anyway. Oh, no. It's one of the only um, No Means No vinyl that I actually have. Oh, nice. Look you at have me. that? Fucking I have it. Um, hang it up, man. So... I mean, listen, I, I think before I kind of had said everything I wanted to say about I Need You, but it is one of those songs I could probably talk about forever. Other than that, and, and when I say I want to give some credit to Andy, because I remember in Andy, I don't know if it was in the notes or just in private discussion with us. I think it was in the notes where he talks about how I Need You. Um, he always felt that it was more about the impersonal or, or the more deeply sort of rooted I needing the you, not a individual needing a particular person. And I've always sort of felt oh, that, right. but listening okay. to it now, I I I, now. I, 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 I hear the song much more from that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, lyrically, just a, a, a high watermark for Rob. It's just, I mean, this whole yes. album, Mr. Happy is just fucking filled with high watermarks lyrically for Rob, but you know, there you have it. Um, just fucking great. So I guess, yeah. I guess that's it for me on this round one. So well, I just had one up. more observation just because. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to sort of see. I need you as a song about another person. I just checked that the word love does not appear in it anywhere. Never. Nope. Um, and uh, it would be interesting to compare. Maybe we'll get a chance. Who knows? Uh, this and uh, real love. That would be a fascinating oh fucking ah, yeah. <laughs> fuck those two up against each other. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> that's a whole oh, no. episode. Fuck all the rest of the song. Yeah, I know the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and wow. that's what I meant. Like, it's not it's not a love song. It's a song mm -hmm. about the I needing the you, right? Whether that's an individual or not, it's not a love song. I mean, love maybe is included in there, but that's just a piece of what it's talking about. It's not the right. the end of what it's talking about. Um, fuck yeah, man. It's fucking that song. All right. So, yep. Matthew, for you, how, how representative of the representative are each of these songs and uh, newbies? What was your feeling on that? These two? Um, I don't think either of them are particularly re representative um, as like a typical no means no song in so, in some ways um, the, the certain aspects um, but uh, yeah I need you is it, it's much one of their slowest songs I'd say um, and yeah in terms of the structure I guess it is unusual in that you know it's very harmonious and a lot of their stuff is very harmonious but it is like nothing but harmonious there's no solos I mean there are I don't know it, it just sort of it's it's very unified song. So maybe it is typical mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. way. Um, you know, uh, Manic Depression, maybe not super typical, typical of their earlier period, but just like incredible chops and having fun and just like uh, letting go. Um, in terms of the, where they fit in the, the, the of, of, no, of no means no. Um, I think 
I Need You is important in a way because it was on um, the People's Choice. And it's one of the only songs mm, that uh, right, people yeah. who didn't weren't familiar with them had access to. Um, and I think it's maybe right. the first one. So it's it's actually the first song that a lot of people heard, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but one of the first, certainly. Um, and maybe um, I would use it to. This is when I would say, hey, mom, this is a band right. that's been really important to me would you listen to it? And, and I think this is a song that my, you know, 79 year old mother would, would go. Yeah. I understand why you like that. I don't like it myself, but that's a, I, there's something to that. Uh, she would not mm-hmm. say the same thing <laughs> about manic depression. <laughs> oh, I don't, manic- I don't think I would introduce, um, I don't think manic depression is super important. And like the, you know, important, no means no songs. Um, I, I need you maybe a little more. So, um, I would not use Manic Depression to introduce No Means No uh, to a newbie unless they were a Hendrix fan, maybe, or like right. a classic classic <laughs> rock fan. Um, yeah. like, Listen to this shit. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Michelle, how about you? <laughs> and on that note, that is exactly why I would show or play <laughs> Manic Depression for somebody. Listen to this shit. Because most people know the Jimi Hendrix true, version. True. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is the band I like. I wear their clothes all the time. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan. Yeah, listen to this cover of Manic Depression. Listen to this guy singing it. Um Do I think this is uh Manic Depression is is no a good version of a No Means No song? Yeah. I think it shows their talent. I think it shows that they have good taste in music. I think it shows that they can take a song that's super popular, super popular, still have the balls to, you know, create something a little bit different with it and just go, go cray. Mm-hmm. I need you. That is probably one I personally, God, I feel like such a dillweed saying this, but I, it's, I, when I show people no means no songs, I show them like the in your face stuff, like get ready to get your mind blown. So I need you would be more of a relaxed situation, which isn't usually around me at any time, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> it's not your vibe. So yeah, but do I think it's very much part of their um, their their great repertoire for who they are and what they represent? Hell yeah, hell yeah! I think yeah. it's passionate. I think it's from the heart. I think it's serious, and it's a beautiful song. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is tough because this whole thing about does it represent, is it representative of No Means No? The deeper yeah. I go into this podcast, the more I realize what a difficult question that is because there are different threads, right? There's like yeah, these, these streams. And I do think I Need You is one of the better representative songs of the Rob Anthemic stream, which mm-hmm. is a real oh, clear sure. stream, right? Like, and yep. I think that there are, and we're going to hear another one in mm-hmm. this next half. Um, so I do think it's representative in that as a whole, that's fucking hard to say. It is so different than the others. There are very few. There's a few. We're about to talk about one of them that are this slow and methodical and, and, but it does, it does represent a naked sincerity that is still very deep that I think is very indicative of no means no. So that's to me why I feel like it's indicative because of its content and the artfulness with which it's said. And I think in many ways, it displays that in a way that's more accessible 
to people than many of their other songs of this nature. I think more mm. people might be able to hear this. And even if they don't go fully down the rabbit hole, might might understand how beautifully sincere and powerful these guys can be when talking about things that normally don't get talked about. Right. You're, you're, you're going to hear songs where people talk about love and all this kind of shit. But it's usually even if it's a good song, it's it's very ordinary. The song's not ordinary. The things it talks about are not ordinary. The way it's sung is not ordinary. That to me is very indicative of No Means No. The fact that they can do that and yet Mm -hmm. still reach so many people. And I just looked, Matthew, unfortunately, this was not the first on People's Choice. That was now. This Mm -hmm. is actually number seven on on the People's Choice, but (laughs) it is one of them. The good opener. (laughs) So I do think it's representative, but as a whole, fuck, that's hard to say because I don't know if there's anything that represents them as a whole, as we've talked about. Like there's these different threads, but uh, of a certain thread, particularly the Rob sincere anthemic songs of which there is a definite uh, cadre. I think it's, I think it is same with manic depression. Manic depression is one of their fucking fun bangers, right? Like this is, you don't have to take this song seriously. You just hear it. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. This yeah, is fucking that's hell. Me. And, it's, Woo. and they when they do covers, that's what they do, minus beat on the brat. So it's you know, it's <laughs> oh, so I do think it's representative in a certain way. I think it's less representative to for me than I need you though. So but that's really my preference mm, mm-hmm, of what mm-hmm. I find representative about the band. So right. that says more yeah. about me than the band. I find I need you more essential in terms of what it represents than manic depression. But they both represent real important threads of the band. As a whole, that's hard to say. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Where I would say that of now or even zero plus two equals one or something, I'd be like, yeah, that's the fucking band. I mean, it's got all the shit. I don't know what current it's in. But in terms of introducing newbies, I've played I Need You for any fuck ton number of people as the first song. Like 100% I would introduce this as a newbie. Because again, because what I'm trying to get across is not, listen to how great the music is. It's like, look how fucking smart and beautiful music can be. Look at this. Listen. Sit and listen. And I get really mad when I do play this song for people and they don't listen. When they want to talk to me or they're like two stanzas in and they ask me some dumb question about something else. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Right. I mean, they can't help it. I know they can't help it, but it makes me mad because the song means so much to me. I'm like, God damn it. Listen. You got to teach American appreciation class. Then that's how you do that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I have tried, I've tried this many times and, and sometimes it's been very, very successful. I have to say like, it's really, it's touched a lot of people. I probably would never play Manic Depression for somebody just because it's not, there's so many other songs I would choose. It's not that I wouldn't play. It's not that I don't think it's a good song, but there's so many other songs I would choose unless I knew someone really was just a Hendrix fan, which I'm not going to know anybody through that, I don't think. Then I I wouldn't bother. Like I, there's a hundred other songs I'd choose before that. And I think they have 182 songs. So that says quite a bit. Um, right. <laughs> But both both fucking bangers. I mean, they're both bangers in their own right. So both I think bangers. now we're gonna turn to the vote, Matthew. Oh. You're up. Um, I love them both. Uh, I need you is very. Um, they're both. They, they pull at very visceral parts of you in different ways. Um, I need yeah, you is not, yeah. a, not a fun song. I'd say. Uh, Aggression is nothing but fun song despite the, the topic. Um, <laughs> but I, I have to give it to I Need You because it's their song. Right. Right. All right. So one for I Need You. Strangey, what do you need? What you got? I'm going to represent... I'm re- hey, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to represent the part of the fan base of which I'm a proud member of that likes the ass-kicking, screaming okay. and yelling and let's have at it. Manic Depression. 
Nice. There's a lot of you. I'm, I'm sorry with a lot that of people I'm right saying now. that after your two eloquent, beautiful Don't be sorry. homages, but goddamn, I love manic depression. I can I can hear <gasps> the fist bumps. Will you still be my friends? I can hear the fist bumps right now in support of your choice. So there okay, are plenty yeah, of people who are going to be like, fuck yeah, yep. fuck that slow shit. Yep. No, I know. I know. Um, I mean, listen, this is not, no one's surprised that of what my vote's going to be, but I, I do want to put it out there again that manic depression now is a song i have a huge esteem for and i enjoy the fuck out of and i would never yeah. skip this song now whereas i would have skipped it way back in the day it just was didn't ever hit me but no way would i do that now having listened to it carefully and just thought about it way more and just appreciating all the sides of this band way more than i ever used to even though they've always been my favorite band since i was mostly conscious of music in a real way fucking this great banger of a song um I need you just from another world for me. It's just, it's one of those songs that just pierces the veil and it comes from, it comes from some real and authentic. It comes from Rob's fucking soul. Manic mm -hmm. Depression didn't. It was fun. It's a great fucking song, but it's not, it didn't come from anywhere. They just, they made a banger song. I need you channels something fucking otherworldly yeah. to me. And so, yep. yeah, it's, I need you for me. So, but you know, All this right. was not as easy as it would have been in the past. Um, uh -oh, he's seeing, uh, ATT got a nine potty. No, oh, AT and what does it okay. say? It's reverse. He's holding up. I got a oh, P. Oh, it's P's. you. Got a P. Oh, that's a it's P. It's backwards. <laughs> it's backwards. He's saying got a P, and it looked to me like AT and T09, and then a nine. I'm like, what the fuck are you holding up? That's fucking hilarious. Thank got you, Zoom, a nine? and your mirrored uh, shit. So listen, I need. Yeah, you I wrote one. it in mirror image because to me, on looking at myself, oh, it gets yeah, mirrored right. back Jesus right. Nope, nope. This is the uh, technology, folks. Anyway, oh, I need you. Shit. I need you. One uh, manic depression, unfortunately, is relegated to the junior leagues, even though it's a great fucking song. We're gonna take a quick break while Matthew goes pee because apparently that is still a fucking thing. We have now found that out. We all so pee. This is good information, all of you. Uh, let that down. Let's everyone go pee. And, and I'm also going to grab myself another one of these delicious drinks. It's not the same amaretto sour. I got me, one that just says spritz on it. I don't oh. know what that is. Maybe like wine spritz or some shit. But spritz. We'll, we'll see what grab it is. me one spritz. while you're at it. Grab me Get one while spritz. you're at it. All right. So we'll be back shortly. You'll never know, listeners. All right. Pause it because I'm going to sit here and wait for you because I don't have to pee yet. All right. We're all back from pee pee land. Uh, <laughs> and listen, we don't have a interstitial today we don't have a listener Spritz. submission and i want to i want to blame all of you because you haven't given us anymore now that's all to said we've also been very inconsistent this this season so i can't blame you really even though i want to because we don't have a regular we've had not had a really good cadence let's be honest it's not been our most uh consistent season but matthew maybe you could help me and join people into what they could send us because we really, really, really love this part of the show. I really, really, really yeah. love this part of the show. And I'd love I to hear too. from more of you. I know a bunch of you are sitting on stories or wanting to yell at us about whatever. So, Matthew, <laughs> why, tell the good people out there what, what we're looking for in this segment. Um, so, sorry, there we go. Put the turn something off there. Um, yeah, so uh, in the past, we have always asked for uh, three kind of icebreaker topics. And we have so many new listeners. I guess a lot of us, a lot of you uh, would have joined us after um, our interview with Rob. Graciously given. Um, our interview and with Rob. Still so you can send one. to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us um, an 
you can just use this as a framework or tell us whatever you want. Uh, your no means no origin story, so to speak, how you discovered them, um, what no means no means to you. And if you have a personal story that involves no means no in some way, then tell us that as well. Um, in addition, if you want, if you've already sent in that stuff to us before, and we will read, we do end up reading all of this uh, on, on the podcast. Um, you know, yell at us about one of our choices or, uh, you know, laud <laughs> us for our, uh, our, uh, our choices or whatever. So um, you can send that stuff to again, uh, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you would like us to read it or a particular one of us to read it, uh, please let us know that if you can record it yourself, that's uh, amazing as well. Um, if you need any tech, technical help with uh, how maybe to do that i mean there's ways to do it if you most people probably listening to this have a uh, a smartphone there are probably some ways or several ways to do that on any smartphone that you might have and send us that file um we'd love to hear your voices and we'll play that uh, if we get that so um if if you have trouble uploading stuff we do have a dropbox and we can uh, figure out how to do that and we will help you with any technical issues that you might have and you can email us uh, that info as well um yeah there you go excellent cool. and and if you don't want to say anything that'll end up on the podcast but you still like to send us a little note do it listen guys it, it feels real good to hear from you guys i mean it's not that we're casting this into the void we got a real active facebook group which by the way if you are not part of facebook good on you because it fucking sucks however <laughs> yeah. even if you don't like facebook we got a pretty great little group going you could join it just for that that's for yeah. old people and let's let's be frank most of us are fucking old who are uh, doing no means no or you know into no means no uh but 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 regardless we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear you love yeah. the podcast your your story whatever even if you don't want it read you don't have to send us something just because you want it read on the podcast some people don't want that but we still love to hear from you so reach out it's uh it's not that it's lonely doing the podcast but it gives us a little thrill because it gives me a little thrill it gives a little rush to hear from you guys and um you know we've developed some good correspondences it's good to hear from fucking all of you so send us a note let us know uh, how much you love this band, what, how, what you think of the podcast, all of that. So enough sh uh, shameless self-promotion. Boy, I'm feeling the whiskey a little bit, guys. I guess I'm the only one here who's got a little, a little bit two yeah, sheets to the wind. A so lush. Here the ghost. Yeah. Uh, the only time I drink is on this podcast, so you're all getting the... Uh, the oh, yeah. Majority. So it's been a while for you, right? It's been a yeah. while. That's not true. <laughs> I've, I've, had a, I've had drinks now and then. Now and again. It, yeah. was, just, it was actually just my 25th wedding anniversary Hey, little, uh, two days ago. And so I got awesome. I got a lot of whiskey in me on that night. So anyway, we're going to move into uh, part two here, man. And listen, uh, this is, I think, a incredibly parallel, if also very different uh, pairing. So this right. pairing is Faceless May off of Tour EP1 from 2010. And Faceless May won out against Brainless Wonder. In episode 34, oh, I'm going to question my own vote on that just a little bit now. I'm just going to go on record and say like, ah, boys, huh, OK, I mean, boys. I don't I, I, I can I can justify it, but that one was tough. And now if I were to go, I'm not sure I'd go the same way again, but maybe it would. I don't know. We'll see after my uh, screed here next. But it's going up against forward to death off of Virus 100, 1992, which is the Dead Kennedys cover album. Um, which is, it's off the dead, this song originally is off the dead Kennedy's fresh fruit and rotting vegetables from 1980. Uh, now forward to death, one out against all the little bourgeois dreams 
in episode 38. I think I was the only vote for all the little bourgeois dreams. Uh, I still love that song. I think it's fucking great. Um, but anyway, I won't. We won't talk about voting I or anything loved, like that. I love later. how you have all that information. Yeah, I just I think that's useful I love to that. know. I think it's useful to dig up the history oh, of really why these songs it. are in round two. So yeah, thank uh, I'm you. gonna I'm gonna kick us off here and talking about these two songs. And again, not again. I guess for the first time, I've been hinting at it. Here we are with a slow, Rob <laughs> anthemic epic versus a fun bouncy cover. Like, what are the fucking odds? Yes. That the that, that 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 the horrible machine pulled up these two pairings that are so similar thematically in the sense of like their oeuvre. We're talking about oeuvre and that you know oeuvre. as we get to it. That this is the, I mean, what the fuck? It's crazy. If you wanna find her and ask her advice, carve a road out of melting ice. Walk to the sunset and pause to see the burning rays as they cease to be. Wait for the moment to pass before the mirror of what will be. Never more than turn to the left and close your eyes and whisper these words to the dying light. Because this song, I think, as Rob got in the tour EPs and his later poetry, incredibly beautiful and also more and more inscrutable to me in a good way, in the way that's not as easily, you know, picked apart or or I, I can't I can't go to the hermeneutics of this as, as easily as I can a hermeneutics a, a Mary or something like that right like even though that's also inscrutable there's 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 more handholds but I've been listening to Faceless May a lot I've been going over and over and over this song and what this song means what I what I get from this song now I think and I I think I talked about this a bit last time is this this character he comes up with May Faceless May which is really talking about all this 
the kind of the nature of nature and reality, but it's almost like he's mocking Rob is mocking our anthropomorphizing of nature and saying, if nature was anthropomorphized, this is what it would really be. If hmm. may, and let me pull up the lyrics here for a second. Cause I think there's some, some lines, right? If, if she had ears, the silence would hear the steps of the hunters creeping near, right? Like if nature was really sentient and cared in the way that we always treacly kind of say nature cares, would she allow the baby deer to be snuck up on by the wolf? No. If she was a real sentient, caring, loving being, that prey would hear the hunter, but they don't, mm. right? Mm. If, mm -hmm. if she were happy, if she could feel joy, nature is so powerful that her joyful cries would raise the dead and open their eyes because death is so ant ant antithetical to sentiment, right? So he, he keeps positing these things of like, well, okay, if, if nature really had, if great nature, mother nature, the, the, you know, all of this was really like mother nature loves to hear the cry of baby birds in the spring. Yeah. But she also kicks two thirds of those birds out onto the fucking ground to die horribly. Right. Oh, I know. So right. there's this feeling yeah. of like, we, we, there, she, he, she take, he takes this small child, which is very intentional as the anthropomorphizing sort of like, you know, beautiful, innocent thing and says, if that small child were really what you thought they were, then Things would be beautiful. These horrible things wouldn't happen. But guess what? She has no feelings. She's funny that way. Dear little faceless May. Right? He's right. pulling apart, undercutting, kicking the chair out from under our treacly, inadequate, anthropomorphizing of nature. And yet at the same time, giving full credit to the absolute and utter primacy and power of nature right because every time it's like if it was anthropomorphic then fuck her acid tears would fucking rip away the years right like there's just this sense of like if it really were a sentient being oh fuck you probably wouldn't like the result it wouldn't hmm. be a warm hug it would be a real untenable situation everybody it would be fucking unfaceable to make a pun about faces unintentionally. Right. But also it's this sense of like someone that this last, this last stanza, which I really fucking love of like, you know, if you want to find her and ask her advice. And so it's talking about like, well, here's what you got to do. And you got to do all these things to do it. And the question this person screams out to this anthropomorphized nature is why do the fish only swim in the seas? Why don't they spread their, spread their fins and glide on a rippleless breeze to the deep blue sky? Basically asking, why is reality and nature ordered the way it is? Why do fish only exist in the sea? Why is the sky where it is? Why is everything in its place? Why, why, why? That's the question we want to ask. And the answer is, she won't answer. She's funny that way. You'll never fucking know. Quit trying to fucking ask those fucking questions. But I love the way there's that, why don't they spread their wings and glide on a rippleless breeze to the deep blue sky? This mixing of the water and air metaphors to show the absurdity sometimes of our questions to meaning against this inscrutable nature. Now, I'm not going to say I necessarily 100% agree with Rob saying here, 
to reveal my own fucking things. But <laughs> fucking he says it so beautifully. Oh, and yeah. something I noticed this time musically in the song, which I think is fucking beautiful. He, he has this one line. See if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Faceless May, she lives in a cave like a floating rock on a rippleless wave, which makes me think of like, you know, dropping pebbles into a pond and whether they're ripples or rippleless. This is what the guitar is doing the whole time. The guitar is dropping mm. pebbles in a pond. It has right. this. It has mm-hmm. this reverb mm-hmm. on it so that the the, twang, the, yeah. the guitar is just, yeah, it's like, and it's like these pebbles being dropped in a dark pond, whereas the bass is just this, the pond, the bass is this dark pond, and the guitar is dropping the pebbles into the pond on top of it as he's going through this whole fucking thing. It's fucking gorgeous. So I think the music is actually a lot more interesting than I gave it credit for. However... I still cannot make heads or tails out of the fucking bridge music break. I cannot get with it. It just feels like, what the fuck is this? I, I, and that's just me, but I'm like, this does not belong here. And there could have been something uh. here that would have cranked this song up to 11 for me. And instead it's like, I, I don't understand it. I can't you get it. I feel like, I feel like there's some, yeah, I feel like there's something there I'm supposed to get. And instead I'm like, I, it takes something away. It, very rarely for a no mean song would I ever say this, but it takes something away from the song for me. It does not add. And I've racked huh. my soul, my musical acumen, my thoughts, my brain, my analytical part to try to explain it. And I cannot, it just doesn't fucking work. I don't know for me. I don't know why that part is in there. Uh, but I do think that poetically, and the way that just like I need you, the song really takes its time. It's really slow. Rob gives time for all the thoughts to drop like pebbles in a pond. I think it's beautiful fucking poetry. I, I, I really think I wish Rob had some published works in a way, right? Like this is the kind of shit I would just love to see come out of him. Um, and then it goes up against a cover. First of all, forward to death. Which is just the most fun fucking song in the entire universe, this song. This is like, Jesus Christ. And talk about <laughs> bucking expectations. I know the first time I heard that, I talked about this before, I won't talk about it too much, but I was disappointed when I first heard this because I knew they were going to have something on the Virus 100. Oh, <laughs> and I, I expected a new, I expected a No Means No song. And I heard this, I'm like, what the fuck is this? That was only the first time I heard it. Second time, I'm like, oh shit, this is genius. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> Shit. And you just you can't listen to the song too many times because every time you can go like, OK, now I'm going to try to really hear what yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah. doing. Yeah. Wait, no, yeah. what's that guy doing? No, wait, right. well, I didn't catch that guy before. Fuck you, Andy. Right. I'm not listening to your words. What's that other thing? Let's, what's seven <laughs> levels down? There's some crazy shit going on there. Oh, wait, now I'm going to go listen to it against the original. Oh, fuck. They've got all that in there. Everything's being done. Yep. It's just oh, my God, it's just fucking it's not just funny. It's flawlessly brilliant. Like it is so. It, yes. I don't know many other bands that could so like. Eh, I'm just gonna toss off an acapella version. Like no, this is not a fucking toss off. This is like, holy shit, these guys are so <laughs> skilled. And I've never. I think this is probably one of the best acapella songs in existence, really. Because who the fuck else could do an acapella Dead Kennedy song? Well, there Only are a lot of period. acapella toss offs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, not like this. Not like this. So again, very hard to compare these songs because they're just like 
<laughs> they're on the literal opposite sides of the no means no spectrum. I couldn't hold my arms out farther and say faceless yeah. maze over here. Not in quality. God, but I in know. Faceless Isn't maze that over something? here. Faceless ma- and and four to deaths over here. Like man, but much like the first pairing, you've got a clearly a Rob anthemic epic from the this one's from the later era. And then you've got four to death, one of their fun fucking bouncy covers over no, here. No, uh, like, Manic geez. Depression. No, 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 four to death. Faceless May versus four to death. I'm saying on this side, you've got, you know, oh, yes, you're oh, sorry. Oh, right, oh, right, right, right. sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I misspoke, no, though. I said I'm I need gonna... you first, so that was my fault. But yes, oh, both okay. both of these pairings are worlds apart. Yeah. Worlds mm-hmm. apart. So very, very, very hard to compare them. Uh, I, I do really like. Both start with F. They do. There you go. <laughs> now, I I don't like that I'm about to say this. Compare and contrast. I, I don't like I, that I don't like I'm about to say this, but I'm going to say it because I'm a little bit drunk and I'm just going to be honest. Unlike almost every other song in their oeuvre that I've listened to for this podcast, Faceless May, I like less the more I listen to it. It's not that I don't like it, but I appreciate it less the more I listen to it. I think this is a song that probably would have benefited as many of those, as Rob talked about, from having been played live, from figuring shit out, from finding some different hooks, because it's almost a fucking classic. But there's just some parts that feel un unholistic to me. Disjointed. Yeah. The lyrics are not part of that. The lyrics, I think, are fucking great and i robs this is a great beautiful example of rob's vocal delivery later in his, in the work of his poetic sort of beautiful inscrutability later i think it's got a great underlying message i think that's fucking great i think the drumming is fucking fantastic the guitar tom's mm-hmm. guitar work is fantastic mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. doesn't fully gel in the way that actually some of the other tour EP songs really do, right? Like one and the same. Some of these other ones are like, that's a fucking classic for me. I love those songs. Clearly just fucking great. This one, there's a few things about it that just kind of don't fully click for me the more I listen to it, which is really strange. I'm not used to that. So I may come full circle as I listen to this more, and I'm not going to stop listening to it because I, I think it's a great fucking song. And I also think it's great that there's this, that that song exists in the tour EP pantheon because it is of that strain even if it's not as good in my opinion as i need you it's in that line it's in that right right and so i'm glad to see that lineage represented although i also think all the little bourgeois dreams which no longer exist was also in that lineage um so anyway there's that uh i guess i guess that's all i have to say about these i mean i well i mean i could talk forever about four to death everything i loved about it i mean the i mean fucking (laughs) every 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 moment of that song has a hundred things you could zero in on and go, what the fuck? Holy shit. Are you kidding me with what they're doing in this fucking song? I listened to it today on my ride home. My car is my best stereo I can listen to. No, no joke. Like 20 times in a row. Just rewind, 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 rewind. And every time I've heard something fucking new. Because there's so much going on in that song. Even in, the way in, it starts, it's so I love good. that. I mean, the way the snare <laughs> sounds. It's just fucking, I mean, it's just 100% brilliance. So I'm going to pass the torch. Uh, Michelle, what you got for us? I don't want to go. Come on. Oh, God. There's no outies. Well, this is going to be a quick outie. All right, Faceless May. It's sort of, kind of, maybe, kind of, to me, reminds me of their cover of Bitches Brew. Oh, I can see that. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Same vibe, seriousness, and the laydown of it. 
it's not fucking around. I'm adult for not having the patience for storytelling. No means no songs. Just to everything you were talking about tonight. I, I, I like my quick fix, I guess, and for a better term for that. I really just love the in your face stuff. And yeah, I, because I want them, I, I, I wrote here, I just, I like it when they go insane in my membrane. And speaking of going insane in my membrane, the forward to death, D, uh, Dead Kennedy's cover is complete genius. And Aka fucking Pella, come on with this. Who came up with this idea? Did they forget that they had to make a song, a cover, and they were sitting around having a beer and was like, oh shit, what are we going to do? I, I mean, of course, that's probably not what happened. I really want to know, though, when, I when they... I heard about it. I mean, we'll have to go I back don't and know. look at Andrew's Maybe notes. I'm he not remembering. He gave us I think this is probably it. a yeah, lot but... more work than an actual cover. <laughs> yeah. Way more I, work. I, I do remember him, now that you mentioned it, and, and it doesn't seem like it was a just spur of the moment kind of thing. It's like maybe early on they decided they were going to do that, which is really cool. So I, I'm. this is pathetic, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Matthew, start talking. Hurry up. Okay. Um, yeah, very difficult songs to compare. Um, the Faceless May is a very, very Rob song. It's, uh, it's got that sort mm-hmm. of mythical feel. Um, well, Forward to Death is really very simple, and yet they're both sort of about, um, existentialism in a way. Um, right. <laughs> True. Uh, um yeah, it's the conception of them doing forward to death the way they did it is just <laughs> I mean, they're fucking nuts to have even tried it. It's it's <laughs> it's it's amazing. I mean the the lyrics are simple. They're just like a punk song lyrics. But um Yeah. And so not much to it's say. Kind of puerile in its way, yeah. Yeah, a little puerile, um, little just like like the the kind of what's going through the um I think it's like that. What's up? That it's it's a little punk guy on the Circle Jerks cover. It's just oh. like what's going what's going through that guy's head. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. You know, not much. Uh, not much. You know, just like everything sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I can hardly wait to die. <laughs> so very, 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 very punk in a lot of ways. Um, in- incredible choices and uh, for like how to break it down. The, the one of the things I appreciate most about this is just the incredible level of detail when you origi- listen to the original like oh we gotta do that we gotta do that you can just imagine them sitting there you have to do this like <laughs> yeah. nonsense at the beginning yeah um we have to do every little bit um so yeah it's acapella in it in it as itself like singing without music is one thing it imitating the instruments is extremely silly in whatever context yes it's extremely extremely silly and yet they put m- more energy into this then i mean just like everything is turned up to 11 in terms of like what they're actually doing like, bah, 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 bah. like they're putting all of their effort into everything is that they do yeah yeah um i i love the like i do love how closely it matches the original and i you know go back so go back and listen to it listen to them it's, yeah. it's incredible it's all there how much it's all there everything they do amazing. is in the song somehow yeah it's just pure it's fucking nuts silly anger yeah <laughs> it's like in that way it's like such a perfect <laughs> uh, encapsulation of, of so 100%. much about no one's no um faceless may is uh yeah i, I agree with you that uh, it 
could be i i really like it and i should like it more than i did especially uh like most of the tour eps i kind of got them and kind of ignored them for years and um listening to them for this podcast i developed a much greater appreciation for most of the stuff on there and this one maybe had a higher uh arc uh, than Mm -hmm. than some i i just love the 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 picture it paints like it's um some sort of elemental god is it an incarnation of time you know it makes me think of all sorts of stuff the, the thing about the withered hands stirred from stirring the wither uh, from pebbles and uh, stunted sand, from yeah. stirring the pebbles and sand it reminds me of that um you know, I don't know if we've ever ever talked, talked about it, that the dude on the cover of uh, why do they call me Mr. Happy with the, the yeah with the broom hand. arm yeah is that great is that <laughs> Slade is that sort of whatever anyway it reminds me of that and um, even though he has a <laughs> face and quite a face does he have um, but uh, all this stuff if you want to find her and ask her advice carve a road of the melting ice walk to the sunset pause to see blah 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 and then they talk about you know, the question you get there after all this trouble is really just stupid and um i think it's just like yeah go to all this effort um and then um ask your pointless stupid questions into a void um and and that's mm-hmm. there that's mm-hmm. as much point as there is in in trying to find answers um there are no answers it's fucking angels on the head of a pin so it's uh it's just silly and pointless and um why bother <laughs> Um, because like it does whatever's out there does not give a shit and will not give a shit and cannot give a shit cannot even tell yeah cannot can't even tell you're there um dear little face she's funny that way yeah yeah um things i really like about this song uh i i I love the little the texture and uh Mm -hmm. tom's playing some of the guitar stuff in this is a lot of the atmospheric stuff that um i don't know whether it took him a while to figure it out or just not something that he did so much but andy did a lot of it and and a lot of what tom is doing here it's not and it's not imitating or aping andy it's definitely tom yeah but it's it's i i really like uh i don't know whether it's it's a piano or it's like the little taut strings at the end of the guitar head, but there's like little sort of like little, uh, tiny little plinky sounds. It's pretty awesome. Um, what else? I love the reverb. Um, I love the guitar textures. Um, I love the fact that there's a, there's a, a Tom fill, not Tom Holliston fill. There's a fill (laughs) on the toms that John does. I think I said this last time we talked about the song, which is, um, I mean, exactly like a rush. I can't. I have to, can't know what, when which rush song it is, but it's a rush film. Oh no! <laughs> so I really, oh, really like shit. that. Um, what I don't like about it, uh, I, I don't like the constant repetition of "Dear Little Faceless May." I think it's a little could have gone taking a, maybe two of those out in each bar mm. um, or each stanza. Okay. Um, and I don't like the country breakdown, <laughs> although I do like <laughs> how it like melds right back into the original sort of feel. I, yeah, the, I, I sort of go justify back it, right. it, it to, to sort of justify it. It's like, it is uh, almost like a distraction. So there's somebody on this, this crazy quest to search out faceless may and find the answers. And then just for a second, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my life. And uh, maybe that's what that is. It's just the little, um, bridge or outtake uh almost like it's like these this, a moment of distraction um 
And yeah, that's about all I get to say about those songs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's right. I think even last time I talked about Faceless Me, I, I had a similar thought too about that country break that it was sort of like, it's so absurd. And it comes after that verse about the absurd question the guy asked. That's just sort of like, this is how fucking stupid your shit is. Like, listen to yeah. this. Like, just out of nowhere, this is the shit that we're going to break out with. I just felt like like even that could have been a bit better executed, right? Like it's that's that's too conceptual for me. Like I, I have to stretch too far to appreciate that break. It's the, it's one of the right. few musical breaks they have because I love their musical breaks almost to a one. I think they're just fucking incredible, and sometimes they elevate a song so hard for me. And this was the only one that I can think that's like, uh, no, I don't. Uh, not so I don't like it. <laughs> not so much. So to go to this kind of round two, which I guess is their you know, how representative of these are much like this first pairing. This first song is in a way representative of that Rob strain of anthemic, very thoughtful. I don't think this one, this one doesn't feel as nakedly sincere as I need you. It's more very thoughtful. And like I said, more not inscrutable in the way that there's, there's no entry point, but it's like, you're not going to nail this song down. You're just not, it's not going to fucking do it. Um, <laughs> And but it but it, it but it is in that oeuvre in a way of or that, you know, that that thread. So I do feel like it has a place in in their pantheon and it, and it exists on that side of it. Very, very far on the Rob side of things. Right. It's yes. not a it's not a very collaborative song, although I love everything that everyone else brings to it. Um, I think his uh, I, I think to the same degree in a different way forward to death is very representative of their fucking first of all just easy to overlook virtuosity because it's so fun yes. that song it's so fun that you just get caught up in that that you don't realize mm -hmm. fucking hell how much work went into this and how much attention to yep. detail mm -hmm. that that to me is very indicative of them how you can sometimes too easily overlook how much is in everything they fucking do and this song yep. really shows that if you just really listen to it like i don't know how the fuck they did it i really don't and it's incredible and it's kind of toss-up like it's on a compilation a lot of people don't talk about it but it's many bands if they'd put that out they'd be like look what we did can you fucking believe this shit look look at this play this shit all the time look at this mm -hmm. and they're kind of like man it's on a man, compilation because they're, right? they're, they're, they're they got humility that's yeah. why yeah um, and they have so much else wow. that fucking was great. Um, yes. Would I introduce a newbie? I would not introduce a newbie to Faithless May. 100% no. I mean, maybe, I don't even know, like, a, someone who'd really like their shit a lot that I would point them to this song. I'd want them to find it on their own, tell me whether they loved it. And I, I, maybe I'm feeling a little defensive on this. Not defensive. We need to clarify. When I say I don't like it as much as I used to, it it has always been very high in my esteem. So for me, unlike Matthew, the tour EPs have always, I've really loved yeah, those songs. Yeah, you are. Faceless May used to be actually one of my, the standouts for me. So for mm. me to say I don't like it as much doesn't mean it's not coming from a low point you to a lower point. You just can't figure it out. It's coming from a really high point to like a, I don't know. I'm yeah. finding more flaws in it than I used to instead of it rocketing. So yeah. sort of, you know, we're meeting a little in the middle about that one, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but would I introduce Forward to Death to a newbie? Fuck, I play this song for anybody. I don't care who you are. Like, listen to this shit. Are you kidding me? Listen to this shit. Look, look I don't even care. I don't even care if you like No Means No as a band. I'm not trying to get you to like it. I just want you to listen to this and go, yeah. can you fucking believe what they just did? The band did that. Can you hear that? The fuck, that's, those are people. They did that, that with their mouths. They did that with their mouths, motherfucker. It's fucking... <laughs> 
fucking forget all the. I don't even know. What's that? What's that fucking band that's all famous for? Uh, it's not Maroon Five. What's the big like? I don't. There's a big acapella, acapella pop band. How the fuck would I know that? Anyway, there's. And I would play this song for fucking anybody, and they better fucking love it, or they're just stupid as shit. That's all yeah. I gotta say. So that's exactly. that's what I gotta say on it. Um, Michelle, how about you for this round two of this round two? The uh, this is the one where you ask the... indicative. How indicative? Indicative. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Newbies. Uh, Uvra. Uvra. Uh, f- can I agree with you with a faceless May? Actually, I'm going to agree with you about both. I'm not that familiar with faceless May, and I'm kind of a dick about it where I haven't really obviously researched it that much. It just doesn't ring my bell. For to death, on the other hand, I think it's very indicative of them. I think it shows you just how talented they are and shows you that they care about what they do, and again, yes, it's it's fucking hilarious. It's funny as hell. But it's really good if you take the if you sit back and get your laughs out and you pull back and just listen to the music of it. It's genius. Yeah. It really is genius. I I would love to know more about this and how they came up with the idea to do an a cappella. I re- I Go back did, and did listen. Did we find I, out? Yeah, we did. We have it. As a Was matter it fact, in there? Yeah, it's I I have it right in front of me. I won't read it right now, but <clears throat> yeah, he 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 talks about it. Well, so I'll have to. I gotta. I gotta look it back. Yeah. No, I gotta look back on it. I. I think this is a stupendous delivery. I think it's awesome. Would I play it for somebody? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. I, yeah, like you said, just just yeah. you know, needle on the record. Take charge. Listen to this. Faceless <laughs> <Thanks>, may <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matthew. How about you? Okay, um, Faceless May, I'd say it is uh, certainly representative of their later period. Um, also, mm-hmm. in that, uh, I, f- I felt like it's it's one of those songs where it maybe needed a little bit of, you know, polishing, but it gave me an idea where they might have been going, and it uh, right. really shows uh, Tom's identity more than a lot of the stuff. That's the point. Right. Later. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it is. Um, I think it it is important song in there um in the collection of songs for that very reason i think it's uh also i think they titled sort of semi-titled the um the second ep yeah the ep after it um Hmm. i don't know if i would use it to you know introduce somebody to know me so because from the the song it sounds a little plodding and the, the depth of it might not be clear without some really careful listening and clearly that's what happened with me um Mm-hmm. forward to death uh representative of them i mean i think in terms of the effort and the energy and everything i guess um but uh, in terms of a place in in the in the um, body work uh, maybe not so important you know to understand what no one's knows about it's not if you heard that as a one-off it's not going to give you a good impression of right. what, what what else they're about um would recommend it um yeah sure i'd play it to people but not to get them to like no means no i don't think because exactly that it's not it's it's cool it's incredibly talented but it's not a no means no song per se you know i i I might get a a dk fan like listen to this thing (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and and think of the, the the minds who decided to interpret this band you like this way and maybe yeah. you some, they have something more to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Wait, you know, it's funny. When I, I bought Virus 100 just because the band was on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. 100%. Yeah, and, and I I was sitting there like warming my hands up like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I clearly remember going, the, the fuck is this? The my fuck? God. The fuck? The, the fuck is this? And I, I, Matthew, I, I think I want to contradict what you said about, I think if somebody heard this not knowing the band, because you don't hear their, oh, you, you actually do hear their style of playing with what they're singing. Mm-hmm. But that, for me anyways, I would be like, okay, who, who are these fucking guys? Like, this is nuts. Yeah. I want to hear how they play a guitar or play the drums. Sure. And then when you hear it, you understand like, oh my God, they just did what they do, but they did it with, the, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't it's a just, weird one. Does that make it's a weird sense? one. No, it yeah. does. That's kind of how I feel too. It's like, it's yep. so good and weird. Mm-hmm. And Manomi Snow are so good and weird. This is such a yes, weird, this is such an odd <laughs> distillation of that for them that it's so appropriate in a way that it's so yeah. fucking odd and weird perfect. as a distillation perfect, right? of what they are. But yeah. it's like nothing else they did. I don't know. Yep. Fucking whatever. All right, yep. folks. Well, it's, it's that scary time where we vote and I go first this time. First round, super easy for me. Not a question. This round, not so easy. Um, I've clearly last time voted for for faceless may over what is also a fucking banger brainless wonder which is a brilliant fucking thrash song so i'm not entirely sure i'd make that same vote again probably maybe not um so and forward to death i love it but again it's a cover it's not their song i historically am not going to vote for covers because it's not their song it's not them that's not the case this time i'm absolutely voting for forward to death because i think it is so creative and so wildly weird and creative that I think it shows a side to them and shows a virtuosity and an attention to detail and just how they can just fucking do whatever the fuck they want. And it's still (laughs) incredible that I just cannot let it be relegated. It's too good. And I, I really, really, really like faceless May all contrary indications aside. Don't, don't be fooled. I fucking think it's a great song. I think Rob's poetry on this is great as Matthew, as you talked about, I think it points the way towards what could have been in a way that just makes me sad. Like I want, I wish we could have gone there (laughs) and seen, um, but forward to death. I mean, it's just, I don't know. No other band could have done that ever and never will again. I don't don't think think so. So So for me, I, I, you know, maybe contrary to what I would normally do, people might expect I'm doing four to death. Michelle, I'm proud of you. Oh, is it my turn? It's your turn. Oh, I am not looking forward to death, but I'm voting for forward to death. Oh shit. That's not a surprise. Matthew, I'm interested to know where you're coming down on this. Yeah, I kind of don't. Well, no, maybe I do. Let's find I out. think I know what you're going to vote. Faces let's made. hear it. Yay! Good. I'm glad oh, I'm wow! That's yeah. not what I thought you were going to say. I think nice. it's, a, it's, Good. it's a shame that uh, we're not going to be able to compare that to other stuff, because I think it's a very strong song, um, minus the, the few little nickels that I had. And uh, it, it, I, it, It's a grower, not a shower. No, it is. <laughs> uh, it is. And, uh, it is. It had, it had grown on me. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to know more about it's it's one of those songs which I felt was on its way to sort of in the in, inhabit the the no means no mythos, like uh, the, the oh. worlds and um, I really like this synesthetic quality that I get sometimes from from a lot of their songs. And what was interesting to this about this one to me is that you know it's very st- stark and bleak whatever world is happening here, but it is maybe you know, overcast, but it's bright. 
that world is bright to me. It's a bright, it's not like stumbling around in the dark, like so many of their other um, mm-hmm, songs mm-hmm. and the environments that they create in their songs. And this one was, you know, stumbling, stumbling around in maybe a you know, inhospitable landscape, but it's, it's bright out. Um, you might yeah. die, die of exposure, but not tr- like getting eaten by cave trolls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know what? I, I, I agree with Everything you just said, 1,000%. I think the reason for me, Forward to Death, I'm putting that above, is I do think that their silly virtuosity, which is a big mm-hmm. part of them, mm-hmm. is also important. And I tend to devalue that side or, or choose the Faceless May side of the equation way more. Yeah. That yeah. I think Forward to Death is one of the pinnacle examples of their virtuosic silliness. And so oh. I, I couldn't. I couldn't pass it. I couldn't let it go Wow! because I feel oh, like it man. does represent a side of the band that I don't necessarily vote for as often. And yet if I'm right. not going to vote for this song, then I'm really dismissing that entire element of their, of their oeuvre. And I can't sure. because it's yeah. important. Whereas I don't think faceless may sits at that, at that level of the pantheon of that thread. There are so many other songs for me. Like I need right. you that With rep that, that yeah, sit in that exactly. wheelhouse so strongly right. Mm-hmm. And that's for mm-hmm. sure where I'm going to end up at the end of this podcast. It's going to be one of those songs for me uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's at the top, not a four mm-hmm. to death, but I got to give it to four to death. I mean, this song is so, I don't know. I mean, and then today, especially when I was listening to it, I'm like, fucking, there's no bottom to this. I, like, I can't hear everything <laughs> going on in this. There's too much. And every time I pick out something new, I can't believe they did that. So I, I agree with you a thousand fucking percent. And I'm kind of surprised to myself, but I, yeah, at, at this one instance, I, think it's I, great. I had yeah. to get it. So yeah. this is a bit surprising. This is yeah. a, this is a of a mulligan. No, it's not, it's still funny. There's funny yeah. aspects to it, but it's not silly. No, no, yeah, it's too, it's right. too, it's too fucking, it's too technically brilliant to be silly. Right? <clears throat> you can't, it's anyway. Anyway, folks. Exactly, it's too technically brilliant to be silly. That's great. I, I need, totally right. I, I need you. Ended up feeling needed. Well, unfortunately, manic depression's crying in the corner into its beer. <sighs> Faceless May, unfortunately, has not been granted features, and instead, Forward to Death is moving forward into life. And we have right. sent another two songs into a potential round three. Should we ever get there? So we've been really fucking grateful to have you along for the ride. We're really glad to be back. And I think chances are pretty good that we're going to keep a pretty good pace going here. So I'm hoping that you'll hear another episode in another two weeks after this one. Don't forget to email us. No means nothing podcast at gmail.com. We are also on the Facebook group. We have a Facebook group. No means nothing podcast. People are joining it every day. If you're one of those people that fucking hates Facebook, but just, you know, <laughs> you want to talk to other fans, you want to yell at us more in real time and have other people join on the bandwagon. That's the place to do it. Uh, we're on Instagram. No means uh, uh, at no means nothing. Uh, join us there. That's kind of lively. I'm on Twitter. We're on Twitter, but I haven't fucking posted there forever because it's going in the shithole. But I- I'll probably try to go back. <laughs> on. Last last time I went oh, on Twitter, there was all people. Lots, lots of people had mentioned us and said great things. And I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't looked at this in fucking. What about a, that new age. thing that just started? Didn't they? Oh, just fuck that. That's just thing? Instagram. For, oh. I'm not going on to the threads. Uh, all, right, um, all right. All right. Anyway, jo- trying to stay current. reach out to us somewhere. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> and in any event, no means no thing. No means nothing is produced and edited by yours truly. Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and podcast graphics are by the uh, brilliant Matthew Kowalik, Michelle Strangest. Healthy, healthy, healthy Matthew, Matthew Kowalik. Michelle Strangest is our third and, let's face it, everyone's favorite co-host and official Stop Foley it. artist. 
Shout out right. to our official mascot, Teddy. And of course, Teddy. as always, thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. You are not you. made it to the secret portion everybody it's not secret anymore you know what the fuck you're doing oh, no. and, you know, I, I really just wanted to say thanks to everybody for listening to my you know little rant at the beginning as well i really hope that uh, somebody hears it and um it helps anyway, dude thanks. critical that was psa no rant. yeah critical that PSA. was no rant you you could really help somebody they throw those medications out for that stuff all the time yeah that's right and maybe with a little bit more digging you could i think it's wonderful it is i think it's great what you said all right. Uh, goddamn paper. Here's the first pairing. I'm going to go on All record right. say this is not a contest in any way for me. Let's see what your reaction is. Uh-oh. That's a hmm. fucking easy pull. Oh. Oh, boy. Here's another fucking easy pull. Easy, 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 easy for Wait me. Wait a minute. Maybe for you. Here's number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Easy mm-hmm. pull. Easy pull. Now, good songs all around. Of course, they all made oh, it into round two, well, but mm. come on. Come on. Come on. This is getting a little uncomfortable here. Really? Yeah. Hey, man, it's going to be a fun episode, folks. These are good songs. They're all good songs. It's round two. What the fuck are you talking about? The round one was all good songs, but, you know, beat on the brat. So here we go. We got some really good songs coming up next week. Yeah. We hope to all see you. All four of them kill. We hope to see you. And in the meantime, fuck off. Oh, God.